You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Test Joe was telling me he was up at the office till 3 a.m. last night, um, training his replacement. That's what I predicted. <laughs> I know he's crazy. Those AKA so much time. Exactly. Just to, just to put in, your, just to get your replacement. In your just to, in a hurry for that unemployment line. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to find out tomorrow with the call with the big boss. He's going to be closing the doors. Is that your prediction? Go. Is this based on anything or just the winds? Just Murphy's law. Joe's just- paranoia. <laughs> Joe's paranoia. Joe Tess was feeling that same thing earlier today. Because you got me all scared. It's like that's what happened. I was uh, I was okay, and then Joe's like, "Yeah, man, this is gonna be the end." <laughs> and I'm like, "Really? You think so?" I mean, Jenna had a call with her boss where they're cutting her uh, department's salary by ten percent for the foreseeable future. Uh, I had a conversation about possible furloughs going on um, across the company. My favorite characters from Shit. Three's Company. Fur- Mr. Furlough? Mr. and Mrs. Furlough <laughs> from upstairs. Yeah. The They're so funny. Now listen here, Jack. There's no homosexual activity going on in this apartment complex. That was... Uh, that was, um, was that Mr. Roper? That was Mr. Roper. No, yeah. no, no, no. No, oh. it was that was Mr. Furley. That's right, but that there was, was no Mrs. Furley. Furley. That's my bad. Exactly. You think I know that after years of watching Three's Company on repeats? I mean, the greatest television show in the history of man. It's kind of you know how like they say like the Beatles kind of invented Three pop music. Too. Yeah. See, even Tess knows it, and you were uh, but a, a sperm was, in was... your dad's scrope when yep. uh, that <laughs> my dad's balls. Wow. <laughs> when <laughs> that show was on TV. I mean, that's just nature, Joe. You that's know right. about it. You that's got kids. I don't. I don't know anything <laughs> about that. <laughs> See when a man loves a woman. <laughs> so, um, Tess, I don't know if you know this. Joel and Jenna uh, played Easter Bunny for us this past week. Oh, weekend. that's right, we did. They brought some Easter eggs over for for Harper and broke into your garage. And, yeah, we did a into, into docking bay ninety four. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they left some they left Easter eggs and stuff for the kids and. Harper went on a little Easter hunt as just before it started raining on us. Oh, she perfect. was able to get a little Easter egg hunt in, and uh, we we cracked confetti eggs on uh, on Sarah's head. Yeah, that video, oh, wow. that slow mo video you shot of her just like into into the air as the graffiti fell around. Not graffiti, confetti fell around her was, uh, was yeah. glorious. Some good. It was awesome. iPhone videography cool. right there. Well, Thank good. you very much. Well, for I had bought uh, a couple of uh, dozen of uh, those. Uh, what are they called? Cascadones. For those of you not in Texas, uh-huh. not from Mexico, that's a little Easter tradition where they take eggs, they hollow them out, cut off the top of them, and uh, refill them with confetti, tape it back up. And then the, uh, what you're supposed to do is uh, surprise your, your friends and loved ones by cracking them over their head. So Jenna yeah. had never heard of this tradition, being from Florida, so uh, <laughs> I introduced uh-huh. this to her. But uh, sometimes I don't know my own strength. And uh, <laughs> uh, she she had hit her head like a couple of weeks ago, and apparently, like I came down right on the apex oh. of her skull and kind of re-injured. So poor girl, she was like trying to play along. She was trying to laugh it off, and then just a couple minutes later, she was like, "I think you really hurt me. It's very tender there." She's like, "How oh, you?" She was like a bump. She was like, no, "Next time." She's like, "Why did it have to be on the head?" Aggression. Knowing Joel, he'd be like, "Stop being such a baby." Stop being such a baby. No, I felt like I felt like the biggest ass. What's supposed to be like a like a fun you know holiday tradition turned into uh, what could have been 
a trip to the ER. But luckily, she recovered. There's always that one guy who gets carried away with the eggs. Oh, so yeah, man. Well, see, see, the way we used to do it in my family, it was a sneak attack. So it's not like you can just gingerly walk up on someone and be like, it hey, just, I'm about to crack yeah. this over your head. Like, you've got to come in hot. And, and uh, smash yeah. that all there. That's right. <laughs> smash, smash it. Like, smash it. Oh, my smash God. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Tess, what would you do for Eastern? Um... Nothing actually. Now that I think about yeah, it, Not, well, I, other than watch, uh, I mean, I watch the stream with my brother, but I mean, yeah. nothing, nothing like have an Easter egg hunt like you did. I'm a little jealous about that. I saw you everybody else have having, one. I saw everybody else. I mean, that wouldn't have been that would have been weird if like two, if me <laughs> being 27 and my brother being 30, if we just had an Easter egg hunt in my mom's house. <laughs> have Reggie show up with bunny ears? <laughs> oh man, the more the merrier. <laughs> Instead of confetti, now, just put weed inside of it. It'd be fun it's that like, way. Just talk about it. Would have been there better that way. I saw that. I, hey, I saw that there was this one egg that uh, somebody put an empanada in there, <laughs> <laughs> and somebody was mad about it. They were like, "Who the hell put an empanada in my little sister's uh, egg?" And someone else was like, "You're just ungrateful." That's all. Like, now all he's right. just reciting Eminem lyrics. Empanada, empanada, nada, nada, nada. No, you're you're the one who recites Eminem lyrics, Joe. Yeah. Go ahead, go, go for it, man. No, go, don't please. Hop it, hop, hop, He'll do it. Hop it, hop it, hop it, hop it. <laughs> Give me lose yourself. That's my that's my that's my Eminem impression. Uh, if you had one chance, <laughs> one opportunity <laughs> to grab everything you ever wanted, would you take it? Would you just let it slide? Yo, her arms are heavy. It's Bob Spaghetti. <laughs> Yeah, I was feeling it for a second there. <laughs> you fucked up the word. Like, he always like, puts his own spin on it. I had chills not at first. Not only did I fuck up the words, I fucked up the words from the word go. You, you, <laughs> like, you did. I don't right, even know right, how it all right, starts. All right, go. I'm going to just say things that are not what I'm supposed to be saying. That was worse than spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> Nice shirt. Does it come in your size? <laughs> you better move yourself when you're in the ocean. <laughs> Is this the kids' bop version? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> oh man. So, how are you guys doing on the quarantine? Uh, still uh, living the dream, man. This is, <laughs> I do not miss work. I do not miss seeing other people. I am totally fine. No offense. I love you both. But I am fine looking at your asses through this uh, computer for the rest of my life. If I have I to, know, I know what you, I know what you mean, Joel. I, I hate the people I work with. It's like, I hate to, <laughs> no, listen, listen, no, I mean, well, you guys can go ahead and fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, Joe just took the headphones off. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. But no, I mean, I'm okay because I mean, like, I, I like being a homebody, but I do miss having somewhere to go every day on routine in routine. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, we know we're going to go somewhere and spend some time doing that. Now it's just like, I'm like, oh, I guess I'll drive to the gas station or somewhere maybe <laughs> <laughs> just to get out i feel like i'm in jail it's nine o'clock you should go get some wendy's breakfast yeah exactly <laughs> i only got till 10 30 no that's the thing because we have that daily meeting every day at nine and i'm always like god damn it let's get off this shit <laughs> and i always, usually it usually goes pretty quick it does, but then I then I end up doing something, and I'm like, "Oh shit! It's like ten o'clock. I have to hurry up and get there before ten 30. <laughs> well, there are the days when uh, we're sitting there, we're waiting for Jason to show up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. 
It's like, come on, Jason. <laughs> Everybody's on the call. We're waiting an hour for him to show up. <laughs> and you're like, dude, this is your meeting. You, you scheduled this. You set this up. <laughs> Are you guys having to do the, uh, you're doing a lot of Zoom meetings? Everybody's dialing in? Oh, yeah. 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 It's the new normal. Mm-hmm. The virtual, yeah. man. They said this would happen. They said the machines would take over. That's right. Never thought oh, it would be like this. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me long for the simpler days of oh, ninjas man. and barbarians. <laughs> Oh, man, Speaking what a time. Which, <laughs> this is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we it's come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and come back here and talk about it with each other. With you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, we invite you to take part in the discussion. Go to uh, Facebook.com slash Editing Bay or in the search bar on Facebook. Put in the Editing Bay. Find that image of the woman with bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us. Let us know what you think about the movie of the week. And if you have ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, go ahead and put your suggestions there. Hey, whose pick was it this week? <laughs> Some jackass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was about to I, ask you guys that. I was about to be like, which asshole picked this <laughs> well, That would be uh, me. <laughs> if you're a listener of this uh, podcast, you'll, you'll probably sense the trend over the years, and uh, you can predict... Who's picking uh, what movies based on <laughs> so, how many so like ninjas are in them? I was telling Sarah this earlier that like one of the things that I love and I, I was telling her, I was like, yeah, Joel, Joel already has kind of given his, he's shown his hand on how he feels about this movie. <laughs> Not that that's any surprise. Yeah, no but I was like, you know, I just, I hope they don't look at it like it's true torture. Like the one of the things I love about the podcast is being able to share with you guys like the movies I watched a lot as a kid and American Ninja is one of those movies that like I grew up on me and my best friend, Sean Murphy, when we were in grade school, we'd have like weekend sleepovers and we'd rent like nightmare on Elm street. We'd rent uh, Friday the 13th and we rented the American Ninja movies. (laughs) Like there was no tomorrow. And the thing was like, I always kind of had the one up on him because the American Ninja you know, in the first two movies, his name's Joe. That's right. And oh, yeah. Like, yeah, Joe. Hey, hey what's going Armstrong, on? Armstrong, right? I get, to be, right? I get to be the American Ninja. Yeah. And then uh, then this third one comes out, and his name is Sean. Sean, that's right. And my, oh, wow. And, and my buddy was so stoked until he saw the movie. Oh, no. <laughs> like, why, why I got to be the shitty American Ninja? <laughs> so we're talking about today, we're talking about American Ninja 3 Blood Hunt from 1989, directed by Cedric Sundstrom, who gave us The Shadowed Mind, The Revenger, and American Ninja 4, The Annihilation. Oh, they brought him back for the sequel. <laughs> they, they brought him back. Now, does oh, wow. budget for this movie? Uh-huh. Unknown. Nobody knows how much this movie made, but it made just under a million dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I don't think it was released in theaters, right? This was like a straight it, uh, video? It was. No, it was released. Oh. It had a small release in L.A. It was Sundance? Uh, in, in the U.S., it made, yeah, it was at Sundance. <laughs> Tell you right, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put this on the festival circuit. Uh, so, no, the box office for this in the U.S. was $902,000. In West Germany alone, it made $654,000. Oh, okay. Germans yeah. love some ninjas. Wow. So just to give you an idea of the trend that we're looking at, because I was interested. We did this last time about the Disney movies. Yeah. And like how much money they made. So in 1985, we saw the first American Ninja. The budget for that movie was a million dollars, and it made about 10.5 million dollars wow. back. Crazy. That's pretty good. Uh, American Ninja Two came out in 1987. Don't know what the budget was for that, but mm-hmm. it made about 1.85 million. Okay, so the audience was catching on. 
the audience was catching on. This one made just under a million. And then American Ninja 4, don't know what the budget was for that. <laughs> 50 bucks. It made a whopping $358,000. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh it's my like, God. usually that's not how sequels get greenlit. Like, you have to make more than the previous film in order to continue your series. <laughs> and then American Ninja 5 that came out in 1993. Yeah. There's no five. budget. And no box office information. <laughs> Made 700 seashells. <laughs> Not actual <laughs> currency. It gave no info. Uh, so, yeah, this one came out in 1989. And uh, 1989 was kind of a slouch year. Let's tell you some of the stuff. Some of the stuff that American Industry was going up against. So we had Batman, <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, oh, When Harry Met Sally, uh, Dead Poet Society, The Little Mermaid, Field <laughs> of Dreams, Say Anything, Back to the Future 2, Ghostbusters I, 2, I, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, oh, Born on the Fourth of July, Lethal Weapon 2, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Driving Miss Daisy, Uncle Buck, The hey. Karate Kid Part 3, uh, Weekend at Bernie's, Major League, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and The Wizard. Wow. A lot of those we've done on this podcast, right? I heard yes. about a dozen or so. Yeah, it was kind of a big year. All of those other movies that came out that year are way better. Even the <laughs> other sequels, there were a lot of sequels in that list, too. And even the sequels yeah. that were shittier than the original were still better than this film. Yeah, he said Karate Kid 3. And, I, and, and I'm like, oh, and that's funny because while watching this, I was, I was saying, I was like, this looks a lot like Karate Kid. I, yeah. So I was wondering when the first Karate Kid came out oh, in, in, like, in like relation to this. This so movie like, wishes it were Karate Kid 3. And, that, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and Karate Kid 3, listen to our Karate Kid 3 episode because uh, we were not <laughs> fans of that either. But uh, there, was some, uh, there was some production value that is uh, sorely missing in this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Karate Kid 3. Also, UHF. I forgot to mention UHF. Oh, came coming year. soon to an episode. Wait, do we already do yeah. that? Uh, no, I don't think we did. We should if we have not. Wait. Yeah, we did. Oh. Did we do I, it? I think we did. Oh, okay. Listen to our UHF <laughs> episode. I'll look at it. <laughs> Tess, have you ever seen UHF? No. Oh, it's no, good, I man. I think you'd like it. Uh, it's goofy. Um, but oh, yeah, no. obviously being sarcastic, 1998, 1989, rather, was huge. It was a huge yeah. year for movies. Uh, like some of my favorite movies of all time came out in that year. American Ninja 3 not being one of them. Okay. <laughs> at all. So... Um, What's the backstory, Joe? Because uh, is it that the original guy was not invited back? I find that hard to believe no. after they had already made oh, no, two no, no. sequels. No, he was definitely invited back. Michael Dudikoff turned down the lead role in this one. Oh, too good. For a few reasons. Uh, mm. but one of them being the fact that he didn't want to get... Okay, so he didn't want to get burned out on martial arts movies. <laughs> he had a burgeoning film like, career. Of he course, he's done like start. seven martial arts movies up to this point. Uh, so he no, didn't want to uh, get burned out on that. But also, he didn't want to go back to South Africa, which is the same place where they filmed American Ninja 2. Oh. Um, he was firmly against the apartheid movement oh. and didn't want to have anything to do with what was going on in South Africa. Wow, well, I respect but then that. He ended up, what he ended up coming back for American Ninja 4 which was filmed in the nearby country of uh, Lesotho, I think is how it's pronounced. Hmm. So he he kind of had, you know, he had some problems with what was going on, didn't want to be there in 89, 88, 89. Yeah. Uh, but then obviously they worked some things out. I respect but that. I, okay, so you say you respect that. So what I'm interested in finding out, because one of the things that you and I have not agreed on <laughs> when we talked about the last two American Ninja movies is I tend to like Michael Dudikoff. I think he does a fine job in the American Ninja movies for what it is that they're looking for. But now 
now that you have another <laughs> actor, another lead to compare him to, I really want to get your thoughts. You know, did was, you miss Michael Dudikoff? I, I, I did. <laughs> it's not just because. So I gave him a lot of shit and our listen to our American Ninjas one and two episodes. If you want to hear our opinions of those films uh, and the problem with those films, he's, he's fine doing what he's what he's being asked to do. The problem is they weren't casting an actor. They were casting uh, a martial artist, right? Martial artist. Who just was good enough at acting to uh, to, to be in this film. And, and Like the only on. other thing mainstream that you'd have seen him in at that point was Bachelor Party. He played one of Tom Hanks' buddies. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that last time. But yeah, now having compared... So <clears throat> apparently it's difficult to find somebody who can both act and be <laughs> an expert martial artist because this is the second best guy. And I'm sure the search was extensive, right? Like they must have put out the call. By now you have name recognition. Hey, we're making an American yeah. Ninja 3. Well, I mean, name <laughs> recognition, at least within the circles of martial artists, right? Wait, they're making another one of those American Ninja movies? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Get my agent on the phone. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, you have to imagine within those circles, you know, the, the karate magazines and shit, they were all familiar with them, and, and that's making yeah. it a big time for them, right? So sure, uh, when sure, you hear, sure, sure. Uh, it's not like that there was some elusive actor slash martial artist who, who was just sat this one out, was just waiting and hiding. Yeah. No, so they, they, they found the best they, they could find. They brought David David Bradley. But what did you? How did you feel about David Bradley and his portrayal well, as the American Ninja? The same way that I feel about all of the acting in this film, which is it's fucking abysmal. Just these are horrible <laughs> actors Terrible. being directed horribly, and uh, just like there's no purpose for any. Of, there's no purpose for this movie existing. Any of these actors being called actors. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you know any of the actors? Like, did, did no. you know any of the actors from this Steve movie? James? Yeah, Steve James. I have no idea who that is. Have you ever seen I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker? Oh, he is in that, isn't ah, he? I've heard He's of Kung that. Fu Joe. He's Kung Fu Joe, oh. and I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. Oh, Kung Fu Joe? I gotta, yeah. I gotta oh. tell you, Joe, it was a relief uh, when I, because I'd forgotten that Curtis Jackson was reprising, uh, or that, that role was coming back, and when I saw him, I was like, thank God. It's like when, when it's, you're riding the subway. And uh, you yeah. see somebody from work that you're not really friendly with. You don't really like the guy, but at least you recognize him. Like a f- in this exactly. in this yeah. sea of of uh, faces that I don't recognize. Here's somebody I know, and that's where I kind of take a little bit of. I, I disagree with you just a little bit about like how all of the acting is bad. Now, Steve James is not. He's not a fantastic actor, but he's fun. He's to got watch. charisma. He's got charisma. You know, as soon as you see him, you're like, oh yeah, Curtis fucking Jackson. It's time to bust some nuts. <laughs> I love his Shalom Y'all t-shirt that he's wearing. Yes. The thing oh, that right. got me about him, and it was something they did in the second movie as well, but it kind of, it, it was like, it was ratcheted up to like an 11 in this one, where like Curtis Jackson is like, he's talking to, he's talking to Sean at one point, And mm-hmm. Sean's like, it was my, it was my master. I've been trained in the art of a ninja. And Curtis looks at him, he goes, you're a ninja. So that explains a few things. And I'm like, what? Wait, oh, what is it explained? <laughs> so, so then at, at one point, like he's also going with with Sean to try to help him find his his master again. He's like, he sighs at one point. He's like, ninjas, always ninjas, not again. He's, <laughs> he's so he's so cavalier about it. Like he's talking about like a cracked foundation or termites. Yeah. Like he's like fucking ninjas. Yeah, just hates fucking ninjas. <laughs> well, I had a nickel. So it's stuff like that where I'm like, okay. I get it. The dude's been in three of these films at one at some, now. Yeah, he's even lasted longer than 
the guy who was your lead in the yeah, first so the two titular character. Oh, okay. okay, so he so he was in the first two. Oh yeah, he, he was. Yeah, because you because you remember I have no reference of yes. this damn series at all. Yeah. It's like I just that's why came he, in the middle of it. He references the first two at one point. He's like, I thought I was done with this ninja stuff when I left Joe back in the army. Yeah. Oh, he says okay. that line. See, okay, this makes so much more sense. Even at the very end, like the last line of the film, I think is spoken by him. And he's referencing ninjas. Yeah, he's like, Mm -hmm. oh, man. He's like, oh, man, can we just fight regular people like (laughs) robbers and thugs and stuff and leave the ninjas behind? Why does it got to be ninjas? He hates ninjas a lot. I I was like, what what do they do to him? (laughs) I didn't know. see the first two movies. See, see. that's the thing. I didn't know that he was in the first. But you're right, Joe. He's getting terrorized. You're right, Joe. He uh, he's a breath of fresh air in this, and he's really coming to his uh, his character in this third one, I think. And uh, has a couple. There's a couple of lines where I kind of feel like he suggested them. And now he has a certain amount of cachet where he can be like, <laughs> yes. I, I'm, this is what I believe Curtis Jackson would do. The character of Curtis Jackson. There's, at the end. The director directing him. He's <laughs> like, this is what I'm going to do. At the end, uh, when he's fighting that one guy and uh, the, the guy won't go down, and he acts like he's going to get back up and he just hovers over him, looks at him and he says, die. Die. <laughs> oh, you mean, the, you mean the guy who was holding the sword? Yes. For it to stay in play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That whole fight scene right there was terrible. But that was one of many terrible fights. Yes. All, yeah, all of the fight <laughs> choreography. And that's at least one of the things that I would applaud in the first two films. I'm like, oh, there's some good fight choreography going on. You know, all the fight choreography in this movie is lazy. It's bad. Yeah. They they really get their money's worth on the one stunt man who's really good at falling downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> that's the good news. When you're fighting ninjas, you can have the same five stuntmen die over and over to the same film you just put them in that black outfit and cover up their faces nobody knows it's all in the eyes no one no one knew until they fell into the water then you're like oh there's a there are a bunch of white guys like and then then not only fall in the water they continue to have a fight in the the underwater fight yes i love that because punches and kicks land just as hard yeah yeah you know you just got to swim around and then like super jump from the bottom (laughs) like what must that feel like american ninja sean was ever double punching ninjas like constantly (laughs) double double punch he punched both he punched he punched both of those ninjas one died and like floated up to the top and then the other one (laughs) took forever to surface i was like he just killed both of those (laughs) (laughs) oh there's a lot of murdering going on in this film not only is there oh, a lot of murder, but our heroes are like committing grand, like Grand Theft Auto. They steal a truck. Oh, yeah. They steal some dudes like flying go karts. Flying go karts. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we'll get to that scene in a second. But it's like, uh, it's like who's really the criminal for this? It's, it's these guys. <laughs> Look, these people. The, our American ninja in this movie is the worst American ninja as well. Like, so his father. His father gets killed like a la Daredevil style. His, oh, his, thank uh, God! I, I'm so glad we're talking about this. So like. His father gets killed, and he goes and trains with this guy, this dude that he's been with for one year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the dude's already got, like, a gray beard that's grown up. His of course. Chin. But the dude speaks better English than the young version of Sean. <laughs> yes. For a second, I couldn't tell if he was dubbed over or if... Uh... <laughs> I think that's the dude's real voice. I think so, too. Until De- Decoy Izumo is being, like, led around the city by ninjas with his half ass John. Oh, John. Oh, oh, oh my God, that scene was so terrible. Uh, John, help. Help, John, where are you? There's that one point there's that one point on the roof where like 
he comes around the side and you could literally see them waiting for him and he's like, yes, he's like John, yes, I John that. over here this it's, way it's almost like there was a PA off camera be like alright nope the camera hasn't cleared the corner yet okay and now go it's like, they're literally standing and then we see them begin to walk as the camera comes around the corner so before he goes upstairs do you remember what he did he so he like he sees his master he doesn't even like he doesn't question like wait why would my why is he like, here? i would know if he was here why is he here but he chases after him follows him into a hotel goes to the guy working the desk at the hotel and is like did you see some guys come in here two young guys and an oriental man and yeah, like, i know like this was in 1963 like, oh my god <laughs> think, especially the fact that he's a father figure to you yeah, i don't right. think yeah. you would call him oriental please it's like, oh, Sean's a racist. Did not know that. <laughs> but he can't be racist, though, because some of his best friends are Orientals. That's true. And black. <laughs> exactly. He knows Curtis. That's right. Well, oh that's, that's more of a tangential no. relationship. I don't <laughs> But that but no, but but continuing that scene right there though, it, like after he talks to that guy and he and he finally does get to the hotel room and he sees his master and everything's just okay now. I'm like, things aren't fishy to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he's now just chilling on the bed, like everything's okay. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. So we we find out like in the course of the movie that like obviously this is someone in disguise. They're a decoy, yeah. and they're trying to play head games with Sean. And I'm like, you know, this is kind of a ballsy move and maybe a little stupid because. You know, I think it's probably within the realm of reality that, like, maybe his sensei calls him up and is like, hey, how's the tournament going? Like, yeah, then your cover's blown, right? <laughs> he's like, oh, I thought I saw you. You saw me? No, there's somebody else. I'm, I'm still here in Japan. <laughs> and then that, that's it. The movie's over. Yeah, exactly. Case closed. But no, it turns out uh, it's uh, lovable Chan Lee, who uh, starts off as a bad girl, uh, heading the ninjas that... But then, why uh, did she turns. change allegiance? I have no idea. Like, I have she no wasn't idea. aware have... of what they were doing in the Cobra facility. Who was? That's the thing. I have no idea what the bad guys were doing and why. I, I was like, I had I, no idea. I was like, okay, they naked men on pedestals. Yeah, I was like, all right, they're having some tournament for the ultimate ninja, but they want to put some disease in him that's just make a cover himself i was like yeah i it, it was like but then at that point it, like there were so many things that were going on with them that i was like this doesn't make any sense but now sean and them they're still trying to get his his master but it's not yeah. his master yeah and i'm like what the fuck is going what why is this happening quick aside the at the tournament where sean first fights joe simpson or whatever his name is yes. like yeah they fight the guy who's refing the fight joel you'll probably remember nope. you won't remember no i won't remember He's, he's the bad guy. He's the main bad ninja from American Ninja 2. And he was also the stunt coordinator for American Ninja 1. Oh, really? Oh, wow. So yeah, they I, squeezed him I was this. looking and I was like, is that the same guy? And I checked IMDb and there it was. He was credited as the ref wow. for the fight. Well, fandom must have been going crazy when they saw this the first time. Just, <laughs> you know, the huge following for the American Ninja franchise. But how do you explain like that? The AN Cinematic Universe. <laughs> the <laughs> ANC. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, this is not only is this a sloppy film, mm -hmm. it's super lazy because it's like, oh my just God. like how the the second movie was almost beat for beat, the first movie just told all over again mm -hmm. to the point where there's a sidekick character named Charlie in the second one, just <laughs> like in the first one. And replace him. Oh, wow. Uh, and it's kind of like this one plays out a little bit like like a replay of the second one like the things the new things they added for part two yeah they ripped off in this one and then added some stupid shit 
that doesn't even well, play into the main plot. Why did they steal two of the flying go karts if only they ever needed was one? Like they had that whole sequence where where Dexter lands on the back of the truck, <laughs> but we never used that thing ever again. No, he had to sneak in the, on top of the East Bay Laboratories. The That's the only yeah, way he, he was going to do it. But yeah, so why did they need two of them? Well, it's almost like they knew one of them wasn't going to make it. Right? <laughs> it's almost like. <laughs> The problem is that this movie, uh, it, it's it's basically ninja porn. And what I mean by that is it's just a series of scenes of ninjas fighting that is kind of loosely connected with, with a story that they feel obligated that it has to. Just like when you watch porn. like It's just like, let's just get to the next sex scene. We don't care who yeah. these relationships are, these characters are. Let's just uh, it, it give the people I mean, what they're here for. It's to the point where you feel like there had to have been actors on set that were like, why am I saying this? Like this doesn't make sense. Why am I doing this? Oh, the dialogue this makes, is off. This makes sense because, like, there's there's a good twenty minutes where Dexter and Curtis are waiting for for Sean, <laughs> who has now snuck into the East Bay Labs <laughs> to try to find his master. He snuck into enemy territory, mm, yep. and so they're waiting for him. And at one point, like, we see like Sean's still sneaking around, and then we cut back to Dexter and Curtis, and they're like <sighs> sighing. And Curtis literally says, "Well." No news is good news. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, that when could you, be bad news. broken into the enemy facility, no news means your friend is dead. <laughs> yes, exactly. Also, I love that like it's nighttime by the time he actually lands. They arrive at nighttime, but they wait around until morning. Like, what, do they just like sleep in that truck waiting for, like, how long? They would have waited there indefinitely by Curtis Jackson's plan. Oh, yeah. And how how was he how was he not seen flying over with that go kart? Well, I was like, okay, I, I was like, I count at least four guys, and this big ass go uh, flying go kart. It's super loud. <laughs> I know, it's I know. super, it's super fucking loud. It's like it's super fucking loud. How do you guys not see it? I do. I would like- have been like. What the fuck is oh, bop, bop. <laughs> shot him out of the sky? I do love that shot where they show the one security guard who's up top and he's looking up and then turns away the last minute right before the go-kart goes right over his head. So I was like, I was like, well, are there you, you kidding go. me? I totally want to do a thing where we take these movies and then just film random scenes of Tess and just like <laughs> just like as like a security guard. Like, <laughs> Did you guys not see uh, this? Jesus. <laughs> oh man, well, almost missed him there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you imagine if he got that? <laughs> oh, I love it. But no, but Sean sneaks in. Well, hold on. And starts fighting. Go ahead. Before we get away from the flying go kart, like, do we just want to stop yeah. down and talk about this scene in its entirety? Because yeah. not only is it ludicrous that this is their big plan, they're going to steal a couple of these. I don't even know what those things are called, but you call it exactly what I thought it was a flying go kart. It's got like a, a little uh, propeller on the back, and uh, yeah. it's a hang glider, but it's got a, you know, a, a lawnmower Over. connected to the back of it, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's only two of them, so Curtis Jackson is going to drive this flatbed truck. Along this dirt steals. road, that also stolen. That's right. Um, and about halfway through, uh, Curtis has some engine trouble. It doesn't look like he's going to make it. But luckily, uh, I guess it's the, Dexter. Dexter. Has I'm sorry, engine De- trouble. Yeah, Dexter. I'm sorry. I said Curtis. I meant Dexter. De- yeah, Curtis is driving the truck. Dexter, yeah. uh, lovable oaf. Dexter is having some issues. Uh, but luckily, he's got uh, American Ninja there to kind of talk him down because I guess he's a he's a pro at flying these <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. So they show they show from a helicopter, and God bless them. They they got a helicopter to film all this stuff. So there's some great aerial work going on here. But they show the landscape. <laughs> there is Joe. Like, this is uh, some trained professionals it's, doing these stunts. It's some aerial work. 
So it makes it great. It's, it's, it, that's a good stunt. Like, could you yeah. land that fucking flying go kart in the back of a flatbed truck? I don't think so. I mean, for that time, in, I mean, eighty nine. It wouldn't it be there. You 89? go. There's no Isn't computer it? generated effects. Yeah, they exactly. Talking about, we got a, we got Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. A whole sequence where they <laughs> sneak away from like a blimp and then fight fighter planes and stuff on the way back. And like Sean Connery accidentally shoots the table plane. One of the most compelling chase sequences ever. But it was all film. fake. That was all CGI mm. or uh, ILM <laughs> doing <laughs> compositing work. This is practical. So anyway, but they show this aerial shot from above. Uh, of the landscape where they're driving. And it's, it's completely flat. There's no trees, just grass, nice dirt road. It's not paved, to be fair, but it is a dirt road that Curtis is driving along. Uh, but when uh, Dexter starts having engine trouble, <laughs> the American Ninja's first impulse is like, uh, you can't land in this. Like, these roads are rough. <laughs> like, this, this terrain is unsuitable. Like, this thing has, like, big rubber tires. Like, if it's not meant to land on this what does it need to? Was it need to fucking land on rice paper on like a, you know, like a blow up inflatable uh, kitty toy? Like, what is it meant for if not for this? This completely flat land. But he's like, yeah. no, that the roads are garbage. The only thing you can do, the only solution, is for you to risk your life. Didn't they have this whole plan? Like I thought, I must have misunderstood. And <laughs> no, believe one me, so. I have. Oh, I did not watch this movie as a kid as much as I watched the other two. Understandable. So, I, bet. I I guess watching it this time, I was under the impression that like they were taking these two go-karts and the plan was for Dexter to land on the truck. That's why they got the flatbed truck for Dexter to land on it. So that way they can wait. And I'm like, why, why yeah. did you need two of these things? I had no, I, I had no idea what they were doing in that scene. I was like, okay, they got these go-karts now, but I don't know What's where the they're going or well, why they had to they're... go to each labs that they, that they tracked the, the ninja, the very obvious ninja. I love <laughs> yes. they, like... they fight them in this alley and Dexter's like, Hey, I see where they're going. Oh like, my God. Yeah. Oh my, Oh, Oh my fucking God. It's I, like, I think I saw some, yeah, I saw some going that way. And you see three just in suit, just <laughs> running into this building. Yeah, the whole and thing it's like, about oh, man. the whole thing about ninjas like, is they're supposed to be like unseen, right? Healthy. Like they're like hidden. Like you never see them coming. They're silent warriors. These are the loudest fucking ninjas I've ever seen in any movie ever. Again. Broad As daylight. Every, bro, every time they they would appear, it'd be like, ah, <laughs> they would they would just yell. And be like, oh shit, there he is. It's like <laughs> it would also be it would also be accompanied by the the, the music cue. That oh, they every, played for every fight. Every, every, every single oh, fucking one. Oh my god. Oh, the funny the funniest thing though about that Dexter thing right there though, after he's like, Yeah, I see them right there. They're like, all right, well, get down from there. And then they they pan out. And it's like, oh shit, he wasn't that high up. It's like <laughs> they, it's like they should have been able to see just like he could have. Well, I was like, well, why the fuck did they do that? Like, why would you show that? So they do their best to try to make this movie like Argo, I guess, by like <laughs> having having Sean the American Ninja go to like the embassy to try to like talk to somebody about what's going on. How mm-hmm. he saw his sensei, and then Curtis Jackson goes to the police department to ask some questions. Uh, like it's for a ninja movie, it's stuff we really don't need to focus on. Like yeah, it's like they pick now to try to make some things make sense, and it just continued to confuse muddy the, the waters. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, so Sean eventually gets into the East Bay Labs mm-hmm. and is like sneaking around, and he gets like just ambushed by like seven, eight ninjas, yeah. and they 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 tackle him. They're holding him down. They're all holding him, mm-hmm. and one of them comes over and tases him. Yeah, it's a stun gun. 
I just don't understand how electricity works. I don't think anybody on the making of this film understood how those work because, like, they use it like it's uh, like it's um, uh, what's the stuff the dentist gives you to make your your teeth go numb? Novocaine. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, like it's yeah, Novocaine. Novocaine. Like they just touch a part of his body and he goes numb. That's not how stun guns work. That's not how tasers work. But yeah, like they cut to the next scene and he's like laid out on the dude's couch like he's Rick James. The bad guy the, the bad guy has to explain to him and say, no, this is uh, electro narcosis, a little something we cooked up here in the lab. It's like, bitch. It's not a thing. No. Well, <laughs> no. it is a thing, but it's what you did in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Joe. Like, that's the fucking, yeah. where uh, you're you're unable to speak and think coherently. It doesn't just, like, selectively numb limbs. <laughs> but for the sake of this ninja movie. That's right. Uh, yeah, he wakes up in this office. Did you guys see that painting on the wall, by oh, the of, the, of the naked lady? And doves? <laughs> yes. <laughs> doves? No. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I missed it. <laughs> Speaking of those ninjas, though, mm. did you guys notice that there was like there there was a difference in their like with their colors? There was a difference in how like effective they were. The blue ninjas were completely terrible. Oh, they got beat up. They got beat up. They got beat up so easily at every fucking site. Like every time was, we saw them, it's them. like the Ninja Turtles the video game. Ones. Like the yellow ones are the, uh, the they're they're plenty, but they're easy to kill. The red ones are the ones you have to look out for. Mm-hmm. They've got nunchucks. Those are the black. Those are the black ones in this one. There you go. <laughs> The foot so got to be a black thing. Hey, I mean, that was the only thing. About, I was like, the Red Ninjas, I, I, uh, the Red Ninjas didn't make any sense to me because I was like, all right, they were the naked experiment guys, and then he snaps his fingers or turns off the lights, and mm-hmm. now they're Red Ninjas that are fighting him at the at the end of the movie. <laughs> There's just so much that didn't make sense. Oh, no. it would go. Well, it's it's, it's, it. it's simple, Tess, if you really sit down and think about it. Like, so the bad guy Cobra, which by the way, why is this guy named Cobra? Like you're gonna call yourself in the last movie, his name was the lion. Oh my oh, god! Really? Is that the so same character? Were, no, no, okay. it wasn't. Different like actor. Said, they were basically retelling the story of part two mm. and doing it again for part three, but instead of the lion, it was the cobra. Because remember, he was making the the lion in the second one was trying to make like the genetically engineered the super ninja, super ninja too. That's right. But when you hear the name like the the cobra, like the big bad guys, the cobra. Like if I said that to you, you would picture. Somebody who was maybe you know, Sylvester Stallone. There you go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> somebody menacing. Somebody who could like kick some ass. Not, not, not one of the doctors from ER. Like this guy not, looks like my uncle. <laughs> not, not what's his name from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, <laughs> what was his name? Yeah. Uh, no, I know what what's you his mean. name. Uh, Brad. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I love only in these ninja movies where you have a villain who's in front of a bunch of beakers and tubes. <laughs> and, and like that means science but yes. like he's got a whole bunch of people dressed like like middle eastern guys you got black generals he's got the UN there. Got, like, he's saying stuff like terrorism can be scientifically focused i don't think actual terrorists refer to their actions yes. as terrorism <laughs> they're I business cards like, they, they look have... at it more like we're freedom fighters they view what they're doing as the right yeah. thing they don't have right? terrorists printed out on their business cards underneath their names <laughs> <laughs> I am Abdul. I'm a terrorist. That's racist. Hi, Abdul. I'll be your today. Uh, but but it makes sense. Like his plan is simple, right? He's just going to develop this virus, and the mm-hmm. way that he's going to test it is to find the strongest human man that he can find, and then inject him with the virus. And then uh-huh. if it kills him, then he knows it'll kill anybody, right? So it's it's a foolproof plan. 
Makes total sense. Except he didn't realize he was going up against the replacement American Ninja, who's <laughs> yeah. apparently able to burn poison out of his own body. <laughs> All you have to do is think oh and concentrate hard enough and uh, do this weird hand motion. And, it's like, uh, what was it's like, it's like, what was that about? He threw up some Naruto signs, and before I knew it, he was here. It's like, <laughs> she made no sense at all. <laughs> and really, it's a really bad message, especially in this, like, post-COVID-19 world we live in, that to, to just think that you can will away the virus. That's not how they work. Well, I mean, it's the country thinks that anyway, so why not? That's true. Oh, my That's God. Good point. It's like after like an hour and some change, it's like, all right, you got injected with this fucking disease, uh, which is what the bad guy wanted this whole time. Mm-hmm. And now they and now they need a cure that Curtis Jackson has actually gotten. And, shit. and you're like, you know what? No, this is all I need. I just need to do this to get over it. And then Curtis himself is even like, wait, I went through all this to get this for you, man? <laughs> you like, I the last shot is him nonchalantly tossing the antidote over his shoulder as it shatters on the ground. Like, all right, and, well, that was all I, for naught. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, exactly. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you throwing it away? I was like, because he did not kill the bad guy. I was like, you guys just knocked him out. You killed everybody the fuck else. Yeah. And just but, because. But the actual bad guy. Just because this guy can cure himself doesn't mean any of the other people who have been infected with it have that ability. So you just doomed them to a uh, uh, fate worse than death. Hey, Exactly. I'm like, because this guy's clearly going to come the fuck back. So, you know, it would have been cool if you had kept the antidote <laughs> for when it for when he decides to just fuck up the world with this later on. Also, but no. Like, what is this super virus that apparently they were uh, creating there? Because ultimately, he just injects it into his arm, right? There's any number of liquid substances that you can inject into a person to, to murder them. Like, I thought the idea okay. was that the virus is supposed to be contagious, world domination what like so so you sell this virus to terrorists but then they have to go and, and individually inject it into any of their victims this is a horrible plan you you could just go to the grocery store and get clorox and inject yeah, exactly. that into people well cyanide it's like yeah it's not very practical when you really think no no not at all hey did you guys stick around through the credits oh no was oh, there an post credit sequence it wasn't a post-credit sequence. It's the song, the original song written for the credits called The Cobra Strikes. Oh, I listened to it. It's so bad. It's so bad. But you know, it's, it's on brand with the rest of the film, though. At that point, you just got to throw your hands in the air and be like, yep, this is the song that should end this film. So, um, Tess, as someone who isn't familiar with the previous American Ninja films, mm-hmm. let, me, let me give me an idea of your journey that you went on with this. Okay, so for the very beginning, I'm like, so there it's a weird martial arts fighting, but it's not really martial arts because they're boxing. They have boxing gloves. So it's a weird underground fighting. It's like some weird underground fighting ring that they're at. And it's a bunch of kids. I was like, all right, there's two kids. So it's going to follow them. His dad brings in the money like those karate tournaments. Yeah, I was like, all right, his, his dad's in the back. I was like, okay, cool. So he eventually go. He's going to go see him, and just like that opening scene, just just to come in there, where, where like the bad guys walk in and like, all right, yeah, yeah, we're all good. They go through security until they get to the door that they're trying to break into, and he's like, all right, he's like, okay, use use the crowd for our for our cover, and that's when he brings out the knife. Hold on, wait, didn't the Cobra tell him, let's not kill anybody? Didn't they have like, <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. in the car right before. Let's let's make it good. Let's, let's take it easy. Let's let's not have it. Let's not have any trouble. He's like, all right, yeah, we're gonna be good. Don't worry. About that shot escalates like within, within two minutes. He's got a guy having some other guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And then some other guy blasting the shotgun into the room. And I'm like, oh, damn, this escalated really fast. <laughs> well, that plans out the door. So then they start smashing and grabbing everything. And I was like, like the first thing I was like, is that actually money? Because the money looked weird. But like, because it, it was a little light. I was like, it looked like Monopoly money to me. But I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that's how the money in 89 looked. I was like, all right. Let's <laughs> South America. Whatever. Africa. Like, oh yeah, that's right. That's awesome. That is where they were. Now that makes more sense, Val Jewel. <laughs> no, I don't think so. In the movie, in, in like the story of the movie, they weren't supposed to be in stuff. They're supposed to be in like the Caribbean. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, so, okay. Well, I guess that makes a little bit more. But it's yeah. like then. So then the so then the bad guys run out of that, and I'm like, all right. And they run right into the kid, and then it becomes basically it becomes basically the scene out of Batman, where they, where he or well, except for the fact that he has the kid hostage. But then he, <laughs> his dad's like, he's like, no, my son, let him go, and he gets bitten and lets go of his son. But then the dad still decides, you know what? I'm going to charge after him, <laughs> even though he's pointing the gun at the dad. I was like, of course he's going to shoot you. So he gets shot and dies there. And like it's the way the, the way the gun goes off is not how he got shot by the bullets because they did not match <laughs> yes, exactly. the bullets at all. He's got like a fucking machine gun that he fires about fifty <laughs> rounds into him. But then we we see the dad and he's got like two blood squibs. That just go, two psh, two big ass. Wouldn't, wouldn't it have been nice to see the dad at least kick a little ass so we could see like where Sean's coming from like no. oh he got his father was a great he just gets artist. his shoulder I, massaged laying down in that bed. I was like yeah I was like damn I was like damn he had a fight that he's just he's just never gonna get he never got to see right. and then I'm like, and I stopped it right after that I was like what the hell did Joe just just make me watch right oh, yes. now. I was like, well, what am I about to imagine do? Sean's little friend was still sitting in the audience like, cheering on the fight while the dude's dead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I like how earlier today, as we were all watching this independently, uh, you well, I missed it the first time, but you uh, <laughs> you pointed out the the lady in red who in that okay. opening scene, who uh, who I said looked like Anne Ramsey from uh, the Goonies, yeah. like Mother Fratelli, yeah. J- like just could not stop like eye fucking the camera <laughs> for like a long thirty second shot, like just staring right into it. Your sightline is the two guys yes. fighting each other. And it's Just not even like them. she's not even like no. in the yeah. background. She's literally <laughs> sitting next to one of the two children that we're supposed to be next focusing to on. <laughs> this is my big moment. <laughs> I think there was there's a lot of that. I have a lot of problems oh, with yeah. the way this movie was shot. Yeah, well, there was like the part where they're all sitting on the beach because that's what dudes do. We'll just sit on the beach and talk about like how we have to fight ninjas to save our senses, especially in the middle of a crisis. You know, in the, and especially in the middle of a crisis. Yeah, got to get my go son tanned in. What the fuck? <laughs> my UV rays. They use that opportunity to like. They don't even think about how they're setting up the camera. It's just in Jackson's crotch. <laughs> it's almost like his crotch was featured. Like Curtis Jackson has his legs akimbo right towards the camera. It's the main. You cannot. Not yeah. look at his balls. Well, because they had a, they sexualized him the entire movie. Oh, yeah. like, He's it, a sexy like, guy. Every every single fight he had, he had to take off his shirt. Like the the first <laughs> the first ever fight scene that he was fucking in, and I was like, all right, so okay, we're about to have a fight scene now. They're walking <laughs> they're walking into some alley, and they're like, oh man. I guess there's no way around it. Yeah, you got to fight now. First, you're right because first he takes off his jacket, exactly, and then he fights. No, but 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 he but he takes off but he takes off his jacket and he holds it for like 
two minutes for no fucking reason while he's fighting while he's fighting the guy and then i realized the only reason why he still had his jacket was so he could do this move where he would uh, hold the guy's legs with the jacket that's the only reason why he held it i was like are you fucking kidding me and then after that he proceeds to take off his vest and then wait to do the same thing when the guy's about to stab him and then he's like all right cool now that i've got rid of that i'm ready to fight shirtless it's like let's go and then they get on a boat later on, and as soon as they hop on the boat, he does the same shit. Takes <laughs> off his fucking vest, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It's like, dog. When they're on the boat, they telegraph those moves in the fight sequences so horribly. Oh yeah, like the ninjas show up, and Curtis grabs like the two rings up top, and I'm like, "How did the ninjas not see this coming?" Because like I'm seeing it. Come on, dude. Uh, well, but yeah, no, I bring that up because this movie. Even at like an hour and like twenty minutes, it's it's a short film. Oh yeah, but it stretches the time way too much. Like, there's no uh, reason for them to go from the lab to a boat, and then from the boat back to the lab. You really could have wrapped everything up in the lab. Like, they go in, save Sean from whatever, and then while they're trying to get Sean out, they have the big confrontation with the cobra, and there's the poison and all that. We really didn't need to. <laughs> Sneak back into East Bay Lab. Production value, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> and and because and because Dexter had to die. That's why we had to. Uh, we had to. No. We had to have that amazing. Why scene. did poor Dexter have to How die? Did, wait, I missed that. How did Dexter die? Oh, you! Oh my God! Took a fucking was an arrow to the heart. Way. That was one of the best fucking scenes in the whole goddamn movie. <laughs> it's like so. It's like so. These jackasses at, where they're looking for <laughs> as they're looking for the uh for the antidote or whatever. Dexter and Sean they get they get around some corner. And but that's the thing; these two ninjas come out behind them and get the drop on them, and they're pointing arrows at them. Mm-hmm. And as he's as they both shoot, that's when Sean, who's the greatest wide receiver ever, he catches his <laughs> first arrow and then the second arrow. But they shoot a third one that he couldn't catch. Nope. And, but but uh, Dexter, Dexter caught, caught it. it to the chest. <laughs> he caught it to the chest and proceeds to die within like four seconds <laughs> after Sean throws both of the arrows he just caught to kill both of those guys. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That's not really how arrows work. At, at some point, you've got to think, like, as 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 the Dexter character, yeah, as what? you're laying there dying in the East Bay lab, you've got to be thinking about the decisions you've made that brought you to this point. Was it worth it? I should have just stayed at that fucking tournament. <laughs> I mean, like, if he had his way, he would have been, like, banging one of those chicks that they were hitting on earlier. Him and Curtis yeah. Jackson. That's all, he, like, that's all he wanted to do. About to get laid, and all of a sudden, he's got to, Sean here, he's got to go chase his, his dead dad. I like to think that, that he's laying there going, I just wanted to get laid. He's probably dying, like, oh, fuck you, Sean. I just that's, wanted again, to get some pussy. Again, if, if we, if Tess was Dexter. <laughs> oh, this shit would have never happened with Joe. <laughs> Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> oh, God. I did find it. I did find it awfully uh, cruel that they decided to kill him because like th- th- Joe, there's always been like a Curtis or not Curtis. I keep saying that a Dexter type character in these other movies, right? There was always like the yeah. third guy who wasn't as good, Charlie. but he knew, li- yeah, Charlie. Charlie knew a little bit of karate, but uh, was kind of the, the cut up. There were two different Charlie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but none of them, neither of them died, right? No. Yeah. No, so why did they feel like they had to up the ante? 
I don't know, but they kept showing that they were going to kill him because I mean he almost died in the go kart scene. That like that's like because he was being a jackass in that scene where he was like, "I'm gonna just go down there and say hi to Curtis," and yeah. he, and Sean's like, "No, don't do that shit. Stay up here." And that's what he's like. And, oh shit, my gas has been cut. It's like and he it's almost like, died on the boat. That's right. They they were they were they were telling us the whole movie. This guy's dying. It's like just Final wait. Destination. It, it was it was like Hot Tub Time Machine. Like when, yes. they, when they were trying, when they were waiting for when the guy lost his arm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when is Dexter gonna, gonna die? <laughs> when is Dexter gonna die? Oh, so they killed Dexter, but they killed, they killed Chan Lee for like no reason. Oh my god! I, I did not see that coming. I thought that, she was gonna make it. Yeah, I thought she was gonna make. I thought she was gonna make it to at least put on one more disguise. Like at least, yeah, why, why the is master she fucking... Of fucking disguise there? <laughs> oh oh yeah, well it's the uh, it's the ancient art of uh, Hansujitsu. <laughs> which they don't ex- which they don't explain until like the last 30 minutes of the yeah. fucking movie she's just like <laughs> Ethan Hunt happens. from the Mission Impossible movies just ever fucking peeling masks off and that's the end this thing she didn't even have to peel her face off at the end when like he's like I know it's clearly you Chadley and he's like alright well fuck it I'm gonna take my face off it's like you don't have to at this point just keep <laughs> yeah. it on cause now she cause yeah. when she took it off she just had that weird like glue shit on her face I was like yeah it was weird see why'd you do this and and like, like, why would you disguise yourself as this as this woman like it would have been fun, and it it would have been like, like you use something like that to really up the stakes near the end. Like she would disguise herself as the cobra. Mm-hmm. Like so, then you've got two of the cobra, and it's like, no, I'm not him. Yeah. It's him. You know, it's whatever. Like you would do something like that, or she would disguise her, disguise herself as Sean to be the decoy. There you go, and like put her life on the line to save him. Her death meant nothing. No, it, she snuck in, and her sneaking in. Did nothing to help the other guys get in the facility. No, she, she just all, all she, she did was all she did was go through the fucking building. Like she beat up like six or seven guys, and then when she got to the fucking boss, who I'm like, I haven't seen him throw a punch this entire fucking movie. Just beat his ass. Just hit him. Yeah. That's all you need yes. to do. Yeah. But she doesn't throw a single punch at him, mm. and he killed. I was like, how do you die in this? You should have like, seen that coming. That that made no sense right there. I was like, like you should have mm-hmm. just beat that guy's ass and then got out with the antidote. But she she allowed herself to, to talk and then that was I was like, it was the it was the sidekick who came and shot her right. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah it was the sidekick who came through and sh- oh my god that guy guys why did she even sneak in in disguise why because that's right she worked there right Didn't yeah she worked there yeah like, there's a part where there's a part where Sean is like he lands on the roof for the facility looks down in a window and sees her go through like the murder ninja circle, right? Like she's training ninjas. Yeah. I love that there's this, there's this murder circle of ninjas that she has to fight her way out of, mm. but the floor oh, yeah. is padded. And so that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, you're right. Like, uh, well, I guess they explain it because like she had already turned on, on the ninjas. So the, the, the jig was already up, she can't break back into East Bay laboratories because now they know she's, she's sided with the good guys. But you bring Not up a good shit. point. Oh, Why yeah, would yeah. she like if you're trying to sneak back in? You disguise yourself as somebody who is supposed to be there, who's still on the good side. Not the other woman who is also suspect that they're also looking out for. Like you just they're put, looking to kill. Put another yeah. target on her back. Yeah, oh, which yeah. is it's a yeah. shame, the Joe, because I was talking about you know the acting and how it's awful across the board. Uh, I kind of liked Chan Lee. I thought, uh, <laughs> yeah, she was uh, one of the stronger performances. Her and Curtis Jackson. She was uh, subtle yeah, they, sometimes. She wasn't bad. Her hair was horrible, but she wasn't <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah. At one point, I was watching this with Jenna, and she looked up and she was like, why does she have uh, something about Mary hair all of a sudden? <laughs> like, just the back of it was always like just flock of seagulls just sticking straight up. <laughs> I was like, man, this is because uh, I was like, yeah, okay, I know that's the hairdo of the '80s, but isn't this like '89? <laughs> like, what is '89? 
I don't have. Does anybody have any other notes on this? Well, I, I want to talk one more uh, about the, the. We talk about the fight scenes and the fight choreography. And you said earlier that, uh, and we've talked about how it kind of weak it is. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's that much weaker than American Ninjas One and Two. I think the problem oh. is the camera work because it's almost like the filmmakers intentionally replacing the camera as to best obscure whatever action was happening. Like it's even <laughs> on the stairwell. Like pick a better angle, dude. Like. Oh, you know, yeah. it's ever behind like bricks or there's always like stuff in the foreground. It's just like if you just picked up the camera and moved it two feet to the right, we'd be able to see these punches landing. We'd be able to see the action a lot better. It's like they it were Doug fucking Lyman with us. We had Doug Lyman. It was the born identity. Yes, yes. Well, but it wasn't even like handy cam, like handheld stuff. It was all on <laughs> sticks. It was just a horrible angle on all of the... So th- there may be good fight choreography going on. We'll never know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's exactly that was, That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> so here's a question. Okay. Oh what I recommend. Would you, would you recommend American Ninja 3? No. Hell no. Hell, of course not. <laughs> Absolutely not. This film is terrible. I mean, it's so it's the worst. It's so awful, and it's not even bad in a fun, campy way like the previous two. Uh, like it's just no, dude. The, you don't think right? so? Well, so you said so. Think... You said there's five of them, right? So like you've seen all five, Joe. How, I've how seen many, all five. How how many have you seen, Joel? Uh, this is the third one. This is it. I had seen <laughs> parts one and two on TV, but I had never seen this one. Okay, so it's like, where would you guys rank them then out of the ones you've seen now? <laughs> well, like, easy I mean, how terrible, how terrible is this one in like the rankings for you, Joe? Since you've seen all five, and I mean okay, for so, you, Joel, as well, since you've seen the first so three. I guess I would, I would rank them like this. I liked one the best, obviously. I liked two. But when I was a kid, I liked two the most, but I, I really do think one is the best. Two is is second best. Four, <laughs> and then three and five. <laughs> wow! So, so five is that terrible? It, that it's worse five than wasn't this? even originally supposed to be an American Ninja movie. They just titled it American Ninja <laughs> after the fact. Oh, I love when they. Oh do. yeah, wow. yeah. Oh, it was. I am actually kind because... of curious about four because uh, apparently we, we we bring back uh, Dudikoff, right? And it's a team up between the American Ninjas. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, hmm. Dudikoff comes back, and it's Joe and Sean teamed up. Um, is there is there another disease? Does the no. guy? Okay, the the guy doesn't come back with a disease because honestly, I was like, he's. I, I knew the, I was like, the villain's coming back, and it was funny because when he killed him or like knocked his, him out, I was like, why? I don't know if you guys noticed this, and I don't know why I noticed this. Why are his pants wet? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was like. Why is his ass wet? I was like, I was like this, he's fighting, and this guy's got swamp ass. I was like, what's going on? He done beat himself there, Ted. That's, that's a problem with continuity and costume. Uh, See, they, oh, they yeah. had already done the fight sequence, and they did a few takes of it, and he must have fallen at some point yeah. on the water. They had and that's why his one pair like of that. slacks in, oh, in the wardrobe. God. See, that's that that's just a testament to this movie and how you said they were lazy. Like in that fight scene with Curtis, uh, where, with the guy who he stabbed and told and he told uh, to die. That same scene, the guy like one of the dudes tripped him. In that scene, he yeah. just straight up tripped him and he falls on the floor. I was like, yeah. what the fuck is this? <laughs> now, How is this a ninja movie? Now, Joe, in the sequels, are the bad guys also named after animals? Like the lion and the cobra? Would you have like mongoose or something in the fourth one? No. No? No. Uh, no. It's The fourth one is a little bit darker. And again, it's not as fun. Like there really is something fun and campy about the first two. Where oh, yeah. It's like, oh, we're ninjas and we're doing some fun stuff. Like... 
it, it follows the tropes in a really delicious kind of way. Like, oh, this is a fun movie, you know? It, it, there's nothing really to be taken seriously here. It's just dumb action. And then, like, three, starting with three and four, like, it, it started, they started trying to make it a little bit more gritty. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't like I think you would agree with this one. It wasn't as fun. There wasn't no. there wasn't really that feeling of fun that was going on. Like in the second one, you had that fight in the bar, and I know it's it's silly, but oh, you've yeah. got that whole bit where like all the guys are teaming up. They're like trying to tackle Jackson, yeah. and then like Jackson like does his incredible Hulk thing where he yes. knocks everybody off, and they accompany it with the sound of bowling pins. Yes. <laughs> so obviously these people they knew what they were doing with that movie. They uh, knew it was supposed to be fun. Whereas with this one, like yeah, all Cedric, sudden, whatever his name is, suddenly started taking things way too seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, all of a sudden there's viruses and a terrorist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, get out of here with that. Um, so, what did American Ninja Three do right? Uh, hmm. The the only thing I could think of um, was that scene with the go karts, well, like the flying go karts. <laughs> yeah, man, memorable. They, they, uh, because. Because uh, I, I was actually watching this, I was actually watching this with uh, with, with Del Vecchio and uh, Johnson. I was actually with my roommates with Luigi and Keon, and like while we were watching it, like Luigi actually said, he's like, "Man, I mean, that's actually a good scene though for like this time when you think about it, because they didn't have people to be able to like CGI it too well, I guess." And, uh, so that like might be. Said. I was like, "Yeah, that that to me was the best thing that I just saw that they did in this movie, and that I could appreciate for that time." So, mm-hmm. all right, that's my pick. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say the music. I know uh, <laughs> that uh, it's not great music, and, and there may be a little bit of Stockholm syndrome going on here, where uh, I'm loving my capture. But they just you hear it over and over again. There's exactly two themes, like you said, the one when they're fighting, uh, and then there's you know the bad guys theme that that gets played probably yeah. a couple of dozen times throughout the film. Yeah, but uh, it's memorable and it's kind of catchy, yeah. and I found myself humming it and then missing it at the end. Not as good as the second one, which was scored by George Clinton. Oh, that's right. It did have a strong yeah. score, didn't it? Well, there you yeah. go. Well, if, if these movies do nothing right, they do uh, music well. <laughs> they do music well. Uh, Steve James is what this movie did right for me. Of course. It, it was it was smart. If you didn't have Michael Dudikoff coming back, I think it was smart for them to make sure that at least the character of Curtis Jackson oh. came back. In- and honestly, the misstep here is not making this his story. You know, yeah. don't even worry about recasting somebody else to be the American Ninja or That's whatever. Right. Just let it, let it be Jackson. In fact, on one of the, I think one of the summaries on IMDb, the summary reads, Jackson is back. And this time he's teaming up with <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, like just yeah. fucking Hobbs and Shaw this shit, right? Like make it a spinoff. Yeah. So what did this movie do wrong? <laughs> oh. <laughs> the acting was awful. And the fighting was even worse. Acting and the fighting. I mean, I, I gotta say, I gotta agree with them. Like, it, it's the acting. The acting is so bad. Um, the, nobody is believable. Nobody is cast correctly. Maybe with the exception, like I said, with uh, uh, Chan Lee. I, I I liked her, um, but the new American Ninja, Sean, he is he is a uh, fucking dud. Uh, Curtis Jackson, obviously, they already had him to begin with, so they had a strong foundation. But none of these new actors that they brought in were bringing, and, and even the villain, like that villain, is awful. Like, I, like I said, he looks like your uncle. Like he's supposed to set, give you a birthday card with a twenty dollars bill inside. Like he's not funding terrorist viruses. You gotta take bras off the dog. Like that's a good, <laughs> that's, that's what this guy should be doing. Exactly. Uh, lot of things that this movie does wrong a lot and you guys are touching on it with the acting yes the acting is horrible uh i think 
something that I would probably say is even worse is the lack of a story with any form of cohesion. Oh yeah. I mean, they make a point of doing stuff in this movie. It doesn't serve the plot at all. Like we we're talking about stealing the two glider go-kart thingies when they only needed one or uh, the, the Chan Lee character switching allegiances why? for no reason. Like why did this happen? They, they, they have plenty of time. Like obviously they padded this movie for time instead of going to a boat and then coming back to the lab that you were already at, use that time to develop the characters a little bit. Look, I don't need war and peace. I don't need Les Miserables. <laughs> like you don't need to deeply develop these characters, but at least give me a sense of some clear motivation. Um, so yeah, it's that. That's what this movie there did. You go. Uh, a little of everything. Um, all right. So if we were going to remake American Ninja 3, mm. how would we do that? I've got a theme here. Anybody else have a theme going on? No, no. no for I the know. first time in forever, I don't. Oh. I don't really for have a theme. For the first time in forever. forever. Well, I can either go last or I can go first. I'm gonna just knock it out. You go. Go ahead and go first. All right. Uh, I chose to recast <laughs> this uh, with the cast of uh, Pacific Rim. It's a film that came out a few years ago. It's actually pretty good. I think it's got all of the uh, all of the uh, stereotypes that you're looking for, um, even down to the doctor. So that that tall doctor in uh, in Pacific Rim, uh, the actor's name was Burn Gorman. You remember him? He's a weird kind of yeah. creepy doctor guy. He's in Torchwood. He's in yeah. also in Torchwood. That's right. So I got him for that. For Dexter, I've got Charlie Day in the, the bumbling Dexter. Uh, I even uh, went with, okay, so let's do uh, Chan Lee. Obviously, Rinko Kikuchi going to be playing Chan sure. Lee. For Cobra, I went with Ron Perlman. See, there's a villain, man. You get Ron That's Perlman good. in there. I believe him. He looks like Cobra. Uh, oh, for sure. Of course, Curtis Jackson is going to be played by Idris Elba. And then uh, Sean oh. Davidson will be uh, Charlie Hunnam, the uh, lead character in that. Okay, Tess, what do you got? We'll go back and forth. All right. Oh, we'll go back. All right. Well, so the first person I got is General Andreas. And oh, I didn't recast him. Didn't, okay. Oh, well, for <laughs> for him, I went with Larry David just because <laughs> <laughs> that would make that that get character hilarious. It kind of makes sense. And like, who is he? He's supposed to be like General Andreas. So, like, a South American is that what we're supposed to believe? So, so yeah. Well, it's again, they're supposed to be in the Caribbean somewhere, yeah. and he's mm-hmm. supposed to be like the the general dictator of this fictional like town. Yeah, but he looks like whatever. a rabbi. Yeah. He does look like a rabbi. <laughs> he does look like a rabbi. And the fact that he went from being a two bit hood that was robbing like banks to being like the dictator of this small country within like nine years, that seems a little <laughs> weird. But, uh, but I really can't, I can't give the movie too much grief about it because it even mentions that it's like, that's true. Didn't that seem weird that he's become this thing? And he's, I didn't know anything about that. Uh, that's pretty good, man. Larry David. Um, Man, I'm trying to see who, who do I have that you don't? Uh, did you recast Izumo? Oh, no. Sensei. Yeah, no, I didn't okay. do that. Okay, then I'll go ahead and I'll tell you. I, I went with uh, his name is James Saito, and he was in the show Eli Stone. He was also in Iron Fist. Uh, oh, really, really good actor, fantastic actor. Oh, okay. uh, all right. Who's next on your list? Um, next one on my list uh, is Dexter. Okay, I, I went with uh, Frankie Muni. Yes, from Malcolm uh, in the Middle. <laughs> I think what you mean to say is Agent Cody Banks. That's how we know it. That's the only way you got. That is an okay movie. I love that movie as a kid. <laughs> um, my Dexter, played by Michael Sarah. Oh, oh, that's great. Oh, yes, sir. 
anything about him dying. Oh, he's taking an arrow to the sternum at the end. <laughs> I think that it would be great for him to get shot, and he's like, "Did I get shot? <laughs> what just happened?" Bad? It'll be like, "You ever seen uh, this? Is the end?" With Seth Rogen oh, yeah. and Jay Baruchel, yeah. when he gets fucking uh, stabbed through the heart by the uh, lamppost that falls out, he's like, "What happened?" <laughs> It'd be just like that. It would be just like that. All right? Who do you got next, Tess? Uh, after that, uh, I guess I have my Cobra character, and and for that, All right. I I I had somebody in mind that he looked like, but I could not think of the, I could not think of his name or what I had saw him, and so I just had to go with uh, Christopher McDonald, Shooter Shooter McGavin, because that I feel like he'd be a great villain for this movie as well. So so. I'm I'm along the same lines as Joel, where I feel like your villain needs to be a little bit more menacing, needs to be a little bit more physical, and bring something to the party. Uh, mm-hmm. So my Cobra would be Kurt Russell. Mm, from Snake okay. to Cobra. Yeah. Well, and also I kind of feel like this has a little bit, it, it could have a little bit of a, a Big Trouble in Little China yes, kind of feel to it. Yes, could have been fun. So I think Kurt Russell would bring that right energy to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I like that. All right. Who's next, so- guys? Next after that, I have Chan Lee, and I went with Kristen Keurig. Of course, Chun Lee. <laughs> yeah, Lana Lang from Smallville. And Chun Lee, <laughs> she played Chun Lee. Oh, oh yeah, and Chun Lee. That's right. <laughs> Good call, Joel. Yeah. Um, for for my Chan Lee, I went with Fresh Off the Boat's Constance Wu. Oh, I love her. All right. My uh, and- my version of this movie would have a little bit more of a a, a humorous tone to I it. I can tell. Yeah. Same. In my mind, right. definitely. <laughs> so yeah, uh, with Larry David, it's one of the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> Started off. <laughs> so uh, next, for my Curtis Jackson character, I have to go with none other than Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson for that role. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I heard his name, I was like, "Did he just say his name was fucking Curtis <laughs> Jackson?" Like, All right, well, Fifty Cent. That's my recast. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That is the first time I put that. I together. forgot about that too. Are you serious? That's perfect. You... <laughs> oh my god! Could you imagine that? <laughs> Could you imagine him in that role? I can't. You can't, I can't even do the rest of my recast. He'd be chopping a cigar. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, I'll just get it out of the way. My Jackson would be played by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, oh. man, of course. That's nice. All right, and for, all right. So for my lead character. My John Davison. I went with Rob Lowe strictly because of the fact, <laughs> strictly because of the fact that the Sean character in this movie just reminded me of Rob Lowe's character in Glow, like with the hair. <laughs> so many times I was like, "Oh my god, it looks like Rob Lowe." Like Rob Lowe's some... not in Glow. No, um, yeah, yeah no, no, that's it's not his thing. It's the younger what? guy. He was what? in uh, um, Veronica I... Mars. Well, that guy looks like that. Oh, yes. <laughs> Piz Narski. Oh, my God. That guy looks like Rob. <laughs> he does. He looks that a lot character. like Rob. That character. That guy. You Ash. know Jekyll. Yeah. You're- Ash. Ash. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Um, so my Sean played by Ryan Reynolds. Oh, uh, that's good. Oh. <laughs> and di- directed by John Carpenter. Oh. Oh, oh, that's perfect. Well, of course, you got Kurt Russell yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Dwayne the Rock Johnson supposed to be playing the lead in the remake of <gasps> Big Trouble in Little China. They're doing a remake. They're doing uh, a remake, or maybe it's a sequel. I don't know. I it's, would but, love that, but it has been greenlit. Um, do you have a director, Tess? 
I don't. Didn't come. Didn't think of a director. Okay, cool. Well, if you have any ideas on how you would recast this movie or thoughts about the movie, if you are one of the few people that we may know that has actually seen this film, feel free to let us know what you think about it. Go to facebook.com/editingbay or uh, on the search bar at Facebook. Put in the editing bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us. Let us know what you think about the movie, and if you have ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, you can go ahead and put your suggestions there as well. Um, what else? Uh, we've got a website, Rachel. We sure do. It is not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's somewhere in between. It's editingbay.com. Please go there and bookmark it. Anytime you want to find something about our little podcast, chances are you're going to find it there. Uh, what, a, what a novelty on editingbay.com. <laughs> we've got uh, links to our social media networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, as well as our Twitter handle. Please follow us on Twitter at the editing bay. I'll always mention uh, what movies we're going to be doing next week. Uh, so you'll always know when we post the new episodes. Uh, what else do we have on our website? We've got uh, a link to all of buy our... Buy a t-shirt. Buy a t-shirt if you want to support the show. Back from our live episode we did about five years ago now. A little uh, <laughs> Masters of the Universe mashup. Uh, it's a nice way to support the show. You also want to support the show, you can do it on our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash the editing bay. Still working on uploading all the episodes there, but uh, don't do it for the, uh, the, for the episodes. Hey, do, do we have an about test section yet on the website? No, I'm going to be refreshing that soon because, uh, yes, it's been over a year now since we've had our, our new, our third co-host. No longer new. He's new, new. Um, and, He's uh, old, need, new. old, new. <laughs> we need to uh, properly uh, pay respects. So uh, uh, go to editingbay.com uh, someday and you'll see uh, Tessa's ugly mug up there along with ours. All that and more on editingbay.com. You guys leave us a rating and review on your podcasting app. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, make it five stars. You know, give us a five-star rating. Even if it's criticism, if you think we're doing something wrong, go ahead and give us your suggestions. But just make it five stars. If you leave less than five stars, you know what you are? You're an evil scientist that's trying to make terrorism scientifically focused. That's <laughs> what you are. And you're not even a cool animal. You're like mm-hmm. the wallaby. You're not a snake. Yeah, you're yes. not a lion. You're a gecko. Wallaby. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. So what are we going to do next week? Whose pick is it? It's my pick. Let's do it. That's Ooh. whose pick it is. <laughs> so for next week. We're going to pick a net, not Netflix. We're going to pick a Hulu original. Mm. I almost did a plug for Netflix there. <laughs> you have. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love Netflix. But anyway, we're going to watch a Hulu original called Big Time Adolescence, mm-hmm. starring none other than Pete Davidson. Yeah. And this is apparently his big uh, come out acting role, is what a lot of people said. So um, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about this. It actually came out this year. Like earlier this year in January, so it's it's very new, and uh, since it's on Hulu, everybody should be able to stream it pretty easily. So, um, big time adolescence. Yeah, I let me ask you this: Are there any ninjas? <laughs> no, no, there are no ninjas. I'm probably gonna hate it. Or... It's gonna be horrible. Well, I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry, Joe. You know, I gotta You're be... have to suffer through it. I'd never heard of this movie before. Um, recent uh, Hulu subscriber, um, and when you sent the trailer earlier today, watched it, and uh, actually looking forward to it. Uh, I, I don't really have an opinion on Pete Davidson one day, one way or the other. I kind of know he's got a storied past already at the young, tender age of whatever he is. Uh, but uh, the, yeah, this movie looks uh, like it could be good. Too good for this podcast. I think you guys, yeah, I think you guys will enjoy it. I really, th- I know Joe. I, I know Joe will, even though he's been talking a little mess. I know he'll he'll enjoy it. It'll be a good, it'll be a good movie for us to talk about next week. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Thank you for going on this uh, this ninja journey with me, <laughs> Ninja. Joel, I, I'm I'm looking forward to to the day when we get to American Ninja Four. 
God help us. <laughs> oh we, my gosh. We can meet back up with these characters because you do know um, this was the final American Ninja movie that Steve James was in before he passed away. <gasps> oh, oh no. It, oh no. So, well, they had to bring back so, Dudikoff then. Do they. Uh... There, will, there will be no Curtis Jackson in the, oh, the, the, no. the last two. Oh, I'm already yeah. dreading this then because he's the highlight. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah. all right. Well, can you at least he was. can you at least promise me, Joe, that uh, this is all the American Ninja for 2020? Will that be a 2021 <laughs> exclusive? Uh-oh. I don't know. He's very pensive. <laughs> it, it depends. It depends on how this quarantine thing goes. Because <laughs> if if I feel like we're gonna die soon, or we're gonna go through the rest of these American Ninja. This is movies. your bucket list. Uh, I understand. Yes, yes, it is. Hey, um. Real quick, does anybody have anything they want to plug? Anything they want to talk about? Mm, not yet. No, no. But I okay. would like. I would like to say that Piznarski's real name is Chris Lowell, not Rob Lowe. That's. <laughs> I, I had to look that. Up, you know? <laughs> Thanks for that correction. Like Real time correction. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Well. Uh, oh, real quick. Happy birthday to my wife. Oh, yes. Oh, it's yeah. happy birthday. It is now, Look, it's officially her <laughs> it birthday. Is, it is officially her birthday. And oh. when, uh, as you guys are listening to this as well, it's going to be, it's her birthday week, her birthday weekend and stuff. So, yeah. Well, what better happy way to celebrate Sarah. than by watching an American <laughs> Ninja film? <laughs> way to spoil now it, we're gonna, I'm going to go to the living room and we're going to watch American Ninja 4. <laughs> ah. Such a great guy, Joe. <laughs> Husband of the year. And she's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, guys. Uh, so, uh, Jeff, thank you, sir. Yeah. That's a good job. Yeah. Joel, always a pleasure. Well, the pleasure is all mine. I will see you guys next week for big time. What? What's it called? Adolescent. <laughs> it was a big time rush. I know you I know. I know you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bye. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.